If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. SCP-1425. Star Signals. Self-help books, motivational seminars, life coaches, therapy, spiritual guides, and so on are all based around the concept of improving one's state of being, mentally and physically. A large number of these techniques are crafted specifically to take money from gullible customers, while others are spread by those who fully believe in what they preach. Like so many concepts in our world, these ideas are taken into the SCP universe and amped up into the very strange and unusual. SCP-1425 is very much connected to a group of interest known as the Fifthists, or the Fifth Church, which would be too much to go over here in addition to 1425. I'll let this video serve as an introduction to a later video on the Fifthists then, and let's just discuss Star Signals. SCP-1425 is a hardcover book with the words Star Signals on the cover, and the message on the back reading, did you know that some stars in the sky are dead, but we still see their ancient image? With the best-selling novel Star Signals, sold in four countries and translated into hundreds of languages, you too can tune into the celestial frequencies and then become like the stars. It seems vaguely reminiscent of many other self-help books, although it's questionable how many would be interested in becoming like a star. Diving into the book, a reader finds that it teaches a self-help process called the Five-Step Star Signal Method, designed to help them achieve their dreams and ambitions. Unlike many self-help books, however, there is no practical advice passed on, but rather the Star Signal Method consists of mantras, positive affirmations, and overall essentially wishful thinking. The book is filled with various nightly rituals that must be performed in order to connect to celestial bodies through star signals. Which celestial body is used for the rituals is determined by a calendar printed at the start of the book, so that all practitioners of the star signal method will be focused on the same object at the same time. The anomalous effect, of course, is that the star signal method actually works. If an individual follows the guidelines presented in the book and focuses on a desire they have, reality will warp in order to accomplish the goal. If someone wishes to win the lottery, they'll do so the following week. If someone wishes to have a new car, they'll soon be driving one. The person following the book doesn't even necessarily have to do anything extra aside from the rituals, as the effect will still succeed 80% of the time. So far, this seems pretty incredible, and by itself it could certainly be considered a beneficial SCP, but you know there's more to the story. The book contains a number of mimetic triggers throughout the repeated rituals designed to slowly alter the individual's thought processes. 
in the first half of the book, these are simply used to make the reader more agreeable to the overall concept of the star signal method. But the later chapters begin influencing the person's political and philosophical ideologies. 60% of individuals that read through the entire book begin exhibiting a condition known as Ohai Syndrome. But more on that later. The Foundation believes that Star Signals was written and published by the Fifth Church, a cult whose membership consists largely of celebrities. Essentially, an SCP version of Scientology. These cult members are typically identified through a polished green stone worn as a necklace, bracelet, or other accessory called a star stone. Celebrity endorsements and national media coverage quickly spread the word of star signals, and it became a bestseller within two weeks. We're given a number of excerpts taken from the book, curated to avoid mimetic triggers. Early sections are reminiscent of self-help books, although some of the language used is odd. One section discusses concentrating on the void inside of one's self, using it as a space to build your will until you hear music. It says this is not a metaphor, you should hear music, and to remember that nothing in this book is a metaphor. Another section involves repeating a mantra while focusing on a specific star. Some elements of this mantra have been redacted by the Foundation, but it says, Now is our time. Here is our space. We take your star. We hold your bonds. Repay your debt. It also says to not worry about memorizing the mantra, as once you say a specific mind-clearing word, you'll remember the mantra. If done correctly, the star will disappear. The sixth chapter discusses the concept of the fifth world, a vaguely defined idea that allows an individual to shape their reality and gives them true freedom. By the ninth chapter, things have gotten pretty strange, and so I'll read the complete excerpt. Some helpful advice that will save you in your coming weeks. Mirrors are for other people. Sit in a dark room by yourself for at least an hour per day. Move around as much as you're made to. If you feel yourself developing a soul, go outside immediately and follow the direction of the smoke until you meet them. Always listen for the sound slan of Turwal plural mugunthe. Love the Archons. When you hate them, they see you. The tenth chapter, titled You Cannot Wake Up, seems to consist almost entirely of the indecipherable language, which if you can understand it, is probably not a good sign. It would seem that the book is designed to take away a person's individuality and free will, combined with creating a sort of unified connection to the stars. Let's move on to the most interesting part of SCP-1425, then, a log of the events that occurred from the publishing date of Star Signals up to the point that the Foundation managed to shut the entire thing down. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The first print run of the book was done on an unknown date, and was reserved for members of the Fifth Church and their friends and family members. The second print run, with more widespread intentions, was completed on April 22, 2005, in three different locations, one in Texas, one in Maine, and one in England. A week later, a daytime talk show devotes an entire episode to discussing and promoting star signals. At one point, a guest, Hugh Laurie, makes a joke that the host's success might be due to the book's advice, adding, I hope nobody hates you. The host stares at the copy of Star Signals in their hands, utters the F word, and remarks, It's finding the holes. Despite the controversy over the obscenity, or perhaps aided by it, Star Signals sales grow 50 times their current rate during the following week. By the twelfth day after release, reports of mental illness begin to increase across the southwestern United States. A notable case involved a family of three in the city of Ojai, California, who were arrested after a violent incident. The family were standing in a street several miles from their home, loudly discussing their surroundings using odd phrases, such as, I love how the buildings don't line up anymore. When approached by a bystander, the father assaulted the man with a pocket knife while the daughter shouted in an unknown language. The bystander was being forced to repeat the phrases, and if he made an error, the father cuts a square-shaped pattern on his face. The following day, the Foundation begins to look into the family's case and their connection to star signals. They learn that despite the widespread attention on the book, there have so far been no actual reviews or analysis of the text itself, apparently an effect of the mind-altering anomalies, so readers don't openly discuss the text. The next day, Foundation researchers conclude that star signals is responsible for the recent spread of mental illness, and classify it as SCP-1425. Since it's now classified as an SCP, this constitutes a massive containment breach. A plan is created, designated Protocol Afiukis, involving shutting down the publishing company, recalling every copy of Star Signals, and removing any mention of Star Signals from broadcasts. MTFs are dispatched to the three printing locations in Texas, Maine, and England, where they meet armed resistance, but are ultimately successful. Foundation agents put out a fake press release, saying that the published form of Star Signals is both missing the 11th chapter and the 10th chapter is misprinted. All existing copies still on shelves are pulled, and consumers are given a $25 voucher if they return their copies. Another episode of that daytime talk show is broadcasted, and during an interview with the musician Beck, the host interrupts and looks directly into the camera, saying, You have to keep calm. Take a good deep breath. Remember what the man said. Stars may die in threes, but worlds die in fives, like insects injected with maggots. The interview then continues as if nothing occurred. The network puts out a statement that the host is suffering from exhaustion, but the Foundation is unable to locate them for detainment. 
16 days after initial publication, the media has caught wind of the increasing number of individuals suffering from strange behavior. The mental illness is dubbed the Ojai Syndrome, due to the family in California, and is unexplained among the general public. The Foundation finds that amnestics can reliably cure Ojai Syndrome. More broadcasts are intercepted by the Foundation, featuring individuals affected by star signals, discussing events in odd terms, or even discussing events that never occurred, such as Gandhi's public suicide. By day 17, 200,000 copies of Star Signals have been confiscated and destroyed by the Foundation, aided by another fake press release that some copies of Star Signals may have been contaminated by terrorists with ricin poisoning. The Foundation works with the CDC and the NHS to treat individuals suffering from Ojai Syndrome after a fake presentation claiming the syndrome is caused by a parasitic organism. They gather anyone they can locate exhibiting symptoms and administer amnestics before returning them to mental health facilities. Eighteen days after publishing, confiscation begins to slow down due to the fact that remaining readers are fully under the thrall of the text and have no intention of relinquishing their copies. The Foundation begins traveling door to door in hazmat suits in areas where they are most likely to find copies of the book under the rice and powder cover story. Three senators attempt to report President Bush to the FBI, claiming that he's an imposter, as the real Bush was executed months ago. The senators suggest a live execution of the fake president on TV, hosted by comedian Dana Carvey. An episode of American Idol is completely pulled from broadcast after Paula Abdul begins emitting large amounts of black smoke from her mouth and host Ryan Seacrest urges fellow panelist Randy Jackson to take a deep breath in order to join her in hell. Jackson replies that he'll do that in his own home, and that Seacrest should take off his mask. Seacrest responds by tugging on his cheek and saying that this is real. They'll have to rip it off of him. They finish by both agreeing that they are alive with the words. Symptoms of Ojai Syndrome reach their peak on the 19th day, as many are found walking through the streets claiming to be following smoke. 400 people in the U.S. and 300 people in Britain are detained and treated by the Foundation. A final episode of the same daytime talk show is broadcast live, featuring the host alone on a dark set, as she proceeds to conduct an interview with Dave Chappelle, despite the comedian not being present. Twenty minutes in, the host is interrupted while speaking by a dark-gloved hand from behind, pulling her backwards out of sight amidst muffled screams. Foundation agents arrive shortly afterwards, finding an empty studio. By day 20 and on, less than a hundred copies of Star Signals are believed to be out in the public, and a number of celebrities offer apologies for their erratic behavior. All personalities involved in televised incidents claim to have no memory of the events, and those that suffered from Ojai Syndrome seem to experience no long-term effects. The Foundation continues to monitor and handle any mention of star signals and any previously undiscovered sufferers of the syndrome. Planning commences to deal with the Fifth Church, designated Operation Stargazer. The final piece of the documentation we're given is from the director of Project Ophiuchus, 
who explains why the project actually managed to work. He first says that the situation was much worse than they realized, since this would have resulted in a massive chunk of the population with reality warping capabilities working towards a singular goal, essentially restructuring our reality. Secondly, they really messed up in England, as they thought that they had more or less eradicated star signals from Britain, but during a royal parade on the 21st day, thousands of affected individuals shifted reality. According to him, for 45 minutes, London looked as if it had been dismembered and sewn back together. He says no one remembers it, and the Foundation possesses the only recording of the event. Third, he says that the Fifth Church actually began covering up much of their work for them, as once they realized that their goal of reshaping the world wasn't going to occur, they worked on protecting their secrecy. This is what prevented most of the witnesses of the strange events from actually remembering things, although the Foundation's not sure how. He also mentions that the cooperation of the SCC and Ofcom to allow them to kill broadcasts was very helpful, but the favor that the Foundation had to do for them is beyond even his clearance. Fourth, he says that there were some gaps in Project Ophiuchus, and additionally that they ended up having to use another SCP to help with the project. He mentions having to utilize Project Lethe, a name you might recognize from SCP-3002, and that they're still dealing with the consequences. Strictly speaking, the two Project Lethes were not written to be one and the same, but that doesn't mean that they can't be. Finally, he says that the Foundation was betrayed in England by fifthist members that had infiltrated Foundation facilities. He finishes by saying that he believes there to be more moles within the Foundation, and if there are any fifthists reading this, he asks if the phrase, A star, A star, means anything. This goes unexplained, but is possibly some sort of fifthist mental trigger that causes an adverse reaction. SCP-1425 is interesting for multiple reasons, such as the connection to the Fifth Church, the details of such a large cover-up by the Foundation, the effects of a mind-controlling cult capable of warping reality, and the similarities to organizations in our world. Aside from the whole reality-warping, speaking-in-tongues, and mind-control, SCP-1425 isn't that implausible of an SCP. Like I said, most people are interested in improving themselves, and celebrity endorsements and media attention can go a long way to popularizing a product. We'll take a closer look at the Fifth Church in a future video, but SCP-1425 provides a lot of groundwork for their introduction.